Hey there, podcast listener. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where each and every week, the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader and investor. For more information, products, services, and detailed show notes, including a transcript for this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the News and Media tab in the navigation. Hello and welcome to Talking Wealth. I'm Janine Cox, Senior Analyst at Wealth Within. Today, I'd like to talk a little bit about how one market can influence another market or how you can actually look at different stocks and compare them to the market or compare them to the underlying commodity that can have a big influence on their share price. Now, not long ago, I had a discussion with you about the ASX and how it moves with the market. And I encourage you to go away and compare um, this stock with the market. Have a look, see for yourself when it turns in relation to the All Ordinaries Index, say, or the XJO, which is the top 200 stocks on our market. You may have done that already. If you haven't done so, please um, go and have a look. It's really important research to understand more about um, the overall market and how it moves. Compare it with a number of different stocks. Perhaps you've got stocks on your watch list and you're really keen to see whether those particular stocks tend to turn before the market turns because some stocks actually do make tops before the, the broader market or do they make tops after the broader market or bottoms as well. Does your stock typically turn in the middle of a run, perhaps, and, and have, have a downturn during those t- times when the broader market's rising? Some stocks actually do fall when the market rises, and some stocks rise when the market's falling. Have a look at a stock um, called AGL and see how that compares to the overall market. Now, you can trade stocks independent of, of the market and what it's doing. It's not necessary to actually go and study the market and then make a decision. However, it depends on your overall strategy and what you're trying to achieve. If you're using a mechanical approach, and we teach you in the diploma how to select the best rules for particular stocks, so that the rules that are going to have a higher probability of success for that particular stock, Now, that doesn't mean that you won't have a losing trade here or there because it could be that the first time that you go to trade that stock that this just happens to be the losing trade for those sets of rules. Now, I can recall a long time ago a gentleman who was learning to trade and he was using this strategy called GAN swing trading that we teach in the Diploma of Share Trading and Investment and he applied it to a stock and it worked brilliantly. 100% success rate on the whole history of the stock. Now, the first time he went to trade it, guess what? It was a losing trade. It was the one in probably seven or eight trades that the stock had had over its history that was a losing trade. So the next time he went to trade, he decided, right, I'm going to take the trade again when it confirms. Now, this time he actually took a bigger position. I could tell from the way that he managed himself and just this very decision that he had more of a gambling mentality and then the trade went against him. So that was two trades in a row. Now, it's not unusual for a strategy to have two losing trades. It's a bit rarer depending on how you finish your rules to have the two losing trades in a row. Anyway, he went on the third trade um, set up. Do you think he took the trade? In actual fact, he didn't take the trade and that turned out to be the biggest trade in the history of that stock and it would have made him an incredible amount of money had he taken it. So that's um, a little bit about um, trader psychology in there and and reflecting on how that can um, play against you if you're not really on top of it and you don't have the if you don't yet have the awareness of all of that. 
But as I said, you can trade stocks independently of what the market's doing if you have black and white rules to help you do that. And you know that if seven or eight out of 10 times you have a profitable strategy over the long term trading that stock, or you not trade it for six to 12 or 18 months and then take and then sell out if the rules trigger and then you might buy again. But over the long term, um, you know that it will be profitable. And the reason for that is because you have a stop loss in place. So you're managing the downside risk, but taking advantage of the runs when they occur. Now, when you're actually looking at stocks, and I'll give you an example, you might have a gold stock that's on your watch list and you can overlay the chart, say for instance, Newcrest Mining on the gold index and see how the two perform, whether they turn together um, and how long the runs are. So Newcrest might actually perform slightly differently to the gold index. This is important to understand. You might also have seen how commodities as a whole had a significant turn in 2011. And compare this to, say, the Australian dollar and see what the dollar did. Have a look at particular stocks in the commodity space, compare them to the Aussie dollar and when the Aussie dollar turned and also when the commodities as a, as a whole basket turned. Then you've got oil stocks. Um, you might look at the energy stocks like Woodside, Oil Search and even smaller stocks and see how they performed against the oil um, against oil prices overall. If you find a stock that's actually defied that downtrend that we've seen on those commodities, then there may be something special about that stock and it may be worth investigating further. Iron ore and the iron ore stocks, these ones can be really cyclical and also fall in line with the iron ore price. Now, if you don't have access to iron ore data in your software, and I know market analyst in the past hasn't had it and I have talked to them about getting this, but there are some websites that can provide this iron ore data. So you just need to do a bit of a Google search, have a look for, for iron ore pricing, commodity prices, iron ore, and see what you can find. And then, then you can extract this data and then uh, put it into an Excel spreadsheet and import it back into Market Analyst and put it over the top of some of your iron ore stocks. Now, doing these comparisons isn't an exact science. It doesn't mean just because a particular stock trades in one commodity that it's going to move in relation to that commodity. Or if a, if a stock has, moved, has turned before an index has turned, it doesn't mean it will do every single time. This is about probability, remember, and it's about putting things in, in balance and in your favour so that you have a much better understanding of how the history has occurred and therefore or how the history of a share has unfolded and therefore how you might handle it in future. This actually will improve your confidence in the market and your ability to make better decisions. I'm Janine Cox, Senior Analyst at Wealth Within. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. For more information, products and services and detailed show notes with a transcript for this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the news and media tab in the navigation.